Welcome back to the Vibrantly Gray podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Working. Here in the Vibrantly Gray community, we support older women in pursuing their big dreams. I believe that age should never be a barrier to achieving one's goals and living a meaningful life. In today's episode, I hope you will be inspired and empowered to live your life vibrantly. Hello. Well, I've been really busy lately. It's all good. Well, okay, mostly good. But nevertheless, I have not been taking the time to play or create. And my spirit has really been feeling it. So this past Friday evening, one of the things on my to-do list was to paint an example of a canvas for an upcoming paint and pour fundraiser for my nonprofit on the Move Art Studio. So I gathered my canvas, my paints, brushes, etc., and I painted for a couple of hours. During that time, I felt that familiar pull into the creative process. I focused on nothing else. I played for two hours until the painting was complete. And afterwards, I felt so good. My body hummed. My mind relaxed and I experienced joy. And that feeling has persisted over the last couple of days. So on Friday, I was reminded once again that creativity frees and changes us deeply. Now, the irony is I create opportunities for other people to experience this in my work on a daily basis. And oftentimes, I neglect to do it for myself. So in this episode, we'll dig into what it means to create in our lives. One of my avenues is visual art. For you, it might be dancing or singing or decorating your home. The particular way to create is not important. What is important is that you are losing yourself in a process. Our daily lives can be heavy. They have a weight to them that holds down our innate lightness. We have all been blessed with an ability to laugh and play. It is built into our natural state. If you doubt this, spend time with a group of children doing art and you will see it clearly. They're laughing, they're excited, they're focused on what they're doing, and they're thoroughly enjoying the process. Saul Bellows speaks to those of us who have been around for a few years. He says, in the greatest confusion, there is still an open channel to the soul. It may be difficult to find because by midlife, it is overgrown. But the channel is always there, and it is our business to keep it open, to have access to the deepest part of ourselves. I've always loved goats. I have one goat friend currently. Her name is Marshmallow. She hangs out with my horses. Some of you might be aware that goats are often sent into overgrown properties to clear out the underbrush. They munch for a few days, and when they are done, the property is transformed. So we need to figure out ways to clear our own underbrush and tap into our natural state. 
And this doesn't need to be time consuming or expensive. It just needs to happen with regularity. We need to keep our channels clear. So I like to think of art and play as a spiritual practice. Now you might be saying, but I don't have a creative bone in my body or I can't draw. Okay, but you put together a dinner out of random items in the fridge without using recipe. You move your furniture around to create a certain aesthetic. You grow flowers and arrange them in vases. Some of you garden, creating beauty out of what was weeds. When you say you can't draw, you are focusing on the product of your process. Instead, let's focus on the process. Who cares what you create? No one else even needs to see it. You might be a bit clumsy when you are dancing freestyle, but you are dancing and that is everything. In fact, you are doing important work when you play, just like the goats. In my work, I've seen the results of a room full of adults painting for a time. Afterwards, they describe it using words like enjoyable, relaxing, fun, invigorating. When was the last time you felt these things? Part of the reason they feel this way is because art involves focus. Art is a form of meditation. It is not the same as staring at a screen. We are involved in art. Our bodies are involved in art. Our hearts are involved in art. We are choosing where our lines go, the colors, the feelings we are putting on the paper, and that is what makes all the difference. In this way, art is healing. Folks are starting to get that idea. Prior to the pandemic, as part of my job as executive director of On The Move Art Studio, I would talk with a lot of school administrators, policymakers, teachers, camp directors, and so on about the power of art to heal trauma in all age groups. And by the way, there's a big body of research that supports this. And unfortunately, they just didn't get it. They thought art was just a, an, and I quote, add-on to the real curriculum. It wasn't taken seriously by most of them. And then the pandemic hit. What did we turn to during that time? Online movies, concerts, plays. But we didn't just tune in to the arts. We learned to knit, we read, we cooked, we sewed, we baked sourdough bread, we wrote. In short, we engaged in something other than our normal daily responsibilities, although women certainly had plenty of those during this time. And those activities helped us cope with an absolutely awful situation. Now, since schools, senior citizen centers, and after-school programs have returned to normal functioning, I no longer need to sell the idea of art as a healing practice. They are reaching out to me. We are carrying around a lot of grief these days. And in my opinion, the way through that grief is a creative enterprise. So just start. 
Let me share a simple and playful approach to creating. It's called neurographic art, and it's a form of doodling. I don't know about you, but I doodled quite a bit in my younger days. Neurographic art helps us to express feelings, to make connections between our mind and our body, and within the neurons in our brain. It encourages us to be free in our thinking as there is no planning involved. We're just going with the flow. No prior art experience is needed. The Vancouver Visual Art Foundation gives us a very clear description and benefits of the process, and I will provide that link in the show notes. This is a short article, but it has some really valuable information, I think. Another benefit is that the supplies that are required are simple. All you need are a couple of black permanent markers. Fine or ultra-fine works well. You can use crayons if that's what you've got laying around. You can use watercolor and brushes or colored markers. The paper that you need really depends on how you're going to apply your color. If you're going to use watercolors, then I suggest getting a mixed media or watercolor paper. If you're just going to be using dry media, such as markers or crayons, you can go ahead and just use regular sketch paper. And you can use any size paper that you want or have available. Uh, Sometimes people purchase a sketchbook and they make it small enough that it fits into their bag so that they can go take it with them anywhere they want to go. To get you started, I created a video of me doing a neurographic art project on my YouTube channel. The name of the YouTube channel is Kathy Working, W-E-R-K-I-N-G, and it's public. You don't need to sign in or anything to access it. The video starts with a little bit about what neurographic art is all about, go over the supplies that are needed, and the video itself lasts about, uh, oh, about 20 minutes, and it shows the process I use when making neurographic art. Another visual option for you may be doing Zentangles. It has similar benefits to neurographic art, but it uses patterns to enhance your focus during the process. There are lots of resources on Pinterest and YouTube for you to use. So I've talked about the benefits of creative play and the benefits it will bring to your life. And after my recent foray back into painting, I've made the commitment to make Friday evenings a time for painting. I will let you know how I'm doing with that commitment and also the results of my painting dates. Not necessarily the paintings themselves, but how it has helped my mental well-being. I hope this episode has given you a nudge to get your play on whatever form that might take for you. Remember, we are interested in the process and not the end product. I am repeating that several times during this episode because in our success-driven culture, the emphasis is always on the product of our efforts rather than how we got there. This is different. There is no right or wrong, no room for judgment, no rules. 
How freeing is that? So I wish you much self-expression, spontaneity, creativity, and play in your days. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did, please join our community on Facebook. There, you will find reading suggestions, meaningful dialogue, and additional stories of women who are going big. The link is posted in the show notes. As Betty Friedan said, aging is not lost youth, but a new stage of opportunity. So let's do it together.